Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at CandiceSanderson.com. Hello, my name is Candace Sanderson, and I want to welcome you to Episode 7 in my series on dreams. What happens when we dream? We shut our eyes, and we eventually dissolve into darkness. For my granddaughters, that happens in a matter of minutes, right away. For my sisters, uh, not so much. It might take an hour or longer, but eventually we dissolve we disappear. Everything that we thought we knew about ourselves melts away only to rise again. But this time, we find ourselves in a different setting. We are in our dream landscape. Look around. What are these images? Are they snippets from our 3D life? Well, sometimes that's exactly what they are. I discussed this in the last episode. It's part of the recapitulation process that allows us to shed, to get rid of, to discard energy that no longer serves us. So we might find ourselves reliving the day, maybe through our eyes or maybe through someone else's point of view. This is where things get interesting, but sometimes confusing. You see, recapitulation comes with an added benefit. Yep, it can be a learning tool. It's something that we can take back with us when we wake up. And if we are alert and we remember our dreams, it becomes even more valuable. Our higher self. Now, at this point, use whatever word that fits. Angels, guides, spirit, essence, soul. But it's that part of us that's all-knowing. Well, that part gives us a chance to learn while we release these stale energies. Releasing that energy makes room for more personal energy. We become empowered with new energy that will sustain us. It gives us life force vitality. We also get that added benefit of learning. As we review our days, we might see how we could have done something differently. We also might peek into what we did right. You know, those little things that often go unnoticed. A smile as you pass someone on a morning walk. The kind gesture that you show to a stranger. But our dream landscape can be much more complex than just rehashing the day. We all know that. Our dreams contain symbols. That symbology is often complex. It's not universal. What symbol I have for something might be a total different meaning for someone else. Also, we pop in and out of our dream landscapes multiple times a night which makes our dreams feel disjointed, 
confusing a lot of times when we wake up. We may not remember our dreams, but they still serve a purpose. The messengers have talked with me about different classes that are held during sleep. One of my favorites is being in a large lecture hall. And I've talked to a lot of people who have had the very same dream. It's usually stadium seating. And in the very center of the stadium, there's a, someone there to give a lecture. I look around and I see these fuzzy outlines of people surrounding me. Every once in a while, a face will come into view and I'll recognize somebody. Mostly it's fuzzy. It's unclear. Well, it's designed that way. We are in class for whatever's being presented, not to socialize. We are there for the lectures, for the demonstrations. We're there to learn. Sometimes, however, I look around and a few people start to dematerialize. I've always gotten the impression that they're graduating. They're moving on to bigger and better classes. I found out later that the messengers called this lecture hall the sleepers class. Sleepers class, that's a great title because everything's fuzzy. You feel like you're really not awake. For those that graduate, they move on to what's called the dream seed class. Messengers have told me about people called dream seeds, or sometimes I just call them the dreamers. But the dream seeds are a subset of light workers who help others understand and interact with their dreams on a more conscious level. They do this by working in the interface. The interface is that in-between state that most people think of as the veil. The messengers have been telling me for years that the veil, the interdimensional veil, is thinning. As it does, it becomes more expansive on both sides. Think of it as something that dissolves. If you put a drop of ink in water, look and see what happens. Watch it. It doesn't automatically disappear. It dissolves slowly into the surrounding water. The interface is similar to that dissolving ink. The veil, the boundaries become more fluid. And as they're more fluid, they're more readily accessible than before. We no longer have to cross the veil. Instead, we begin to interact with these other dimensional spaces as we approach the veil, as we approach the barrier. That's when we know, when we start interacting, that we are actually in the interface. Before, we could only have significant interactions through near-death experiences or through very lucid dreams, out-of-body experiences, or unless someone was very psychic and, and they can, they've learned to interpret those subtle non-physical states. The thinning of the veil is in part due to the transformation of Earth, of Gaia, the spirit of Mother Earth, as she evolves. As we, on an individual level, engage in higher vibrational states of love, gratitude, laughter, compassion, kindness, we raise our frequencies. And collectively, that helps with the evolution of Earth. The more we do that, the less dense our energy bodies become. 
that's when we begin to perceive more. We see things that we didn't before. We hear things. And most importantly, we know things that we didn't know before. You can't put your finger on it. You don't know why you know it. You just have this understanding and knowledge of things that you did not before. This interface is where the dream seeds work. So let me share some quotes directly from the messengers. I won't read all of it because it's lengthy, but let me give some background. The messengers first talk about empty space. They're saying nothing is empty. What we perceive as empty from their perspective is like a gelatinous substance. Think of jello. Every movement, and that includes thoughts and emotions, any energy vibration creates ripples. The veil between the 3D and the 5D is bordered by the interface, a thick gelatinous substance. So let's pick up on the message from here. This dream demonstrated how training occurs in the dream interface. The interface connection of the dream state is the most familiar format for dream seeds. Dimensions are bordered by barriers. When the barrier of one dimension, the dream state, connects with the barrier of another dimension, wakefulness, an overlapping field of energy is created. It is within this interface that the dream seeds maintain awareness. Some humans can maintain awareness between dimensions during meditation and prayer. Psychic mediums operate in an interdimensional interface. Others, such as this one, have become channels. The channeling of information also takes place in the interface. There are some humans who enter trance states during channeling. This occurs because their connections in the interface are more substantial. They travel so far into the other dimension that it overshadows the current dimensional awareness. The message then continues about the dream seed classes, saying that some of the lessons covered there include learning how energy patterns shift and rearrange in the interface before they manifest in the physical plane. The same is true going in the other direction. To me, it's like the phoenix who rises from her ashes. She's the same, just rearranged. Everything is energy. We know that. And we know that energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be converted. It can be changed. In the interface, it is changed so that its frequencies match the surrounding environment. You wouldn't, well, you could, but you shouldn't wear a swimsuit to play in the snow. Nor should you wear a fur-lined parka to go to the beach on a hot day. That would be incongruent with your surroundings. It's the same with energy frequencies. There needs to be an energy pattern that corresponds with the environment. And that rearranging, the tweaking of those patterns to make those frequencies match, that matching takes place in the interface. 
A short time after the message, I had a dream. And when I woke up, the messengers told me the dream was part of the Dream Seed class. Let me share it with you. There was a bird trapped in my house, and it was beating up against the sliding glass doors trying to get out. It tried to escape through the window, but it got stuck on the window screen. While it's resting on the screen, I closed the window. Now the bird was stuck between the closed window and the screen. He was not in my house, but neither was he outside. In the dream, I reached through the glass window that I had closed, and I opened the screen and set the bird free. In another dream scene that night, I was in some sort of museum or gallery that had hundreds of crystal clusters in different sizes and shapes and colors. The key here were the colors. They were so vibrant and so intense. I had never seen any colors like that in the 3D. The next morning, the messengers had some thoughts on the dream. They said, when I reached my hand through the closed glass window to lift the screen, that it was an analogy. That screen was the veil, that barrier that separated the 3D from the 5D. And that space between the closed window and the screen was the interface. That analogy was certainly easy enough to understand. As I reached through the glass, I could raise the veil. In the dream, I did not stop and judge. I did not let 3D physics stop me from doing that. I just did it. We do things in the dream state that we cannot in the 3D. The dream gives us a hint about what's to come when we make our final transition or when we astral travel or when we meditate deeply. One purpose of the dream, they said, was for me to practice being in another dimensional space, a non-physical space in the realm where the impossible becomes possible. Again, we don't stop to judge. We go with the flow. When we step outside the boundaries of our physical body, with our logical mind asleep when we're dreaming, that information flows freely and we get to experience it. Our judgments don't get in the way of learning. Dreams may include scenes that might be bizarre during waking reality, yet they're so ordinary in the dream state. Regarding the dream with the crystal clusters, there were these beautiful colors that I've never seen in waking reality. Different shades, different hues. The messengers told me that the 3D is simply a shadow of what's available in the non-physical realms. That's where the true items reside. It's just like us. That's where our true self resides, our spirit. It's not here in 3D. It's in the non-physical. But the crystals, it's not just the colors. It's all of the senses that are enriched when we're in the non-physical we experience what's called synesthesia. It's a blending of the senses. You can taste sound. You can smell color. You can use sight to feel. There's so much more. 
we can step into those dimensions through our dreams and experience them. Dreaming is an ideal platform for learning. So the more we can explore these territories during sleep, the better equipped we will be when we intentionally explore those spaces and during our final transition. When we bring these sensations in our dreams back to the 3D, we open to possibilities. We also find our senses indeed have improved. We begin to notice more. That bird song as we walk to the car or the feel of a cool breeze on a hot day. That sweet scent of flowers nearby. They've always been there, but we didn't perceive them. We didn't notice them. So why do we pay attention to them now? Why do we notice them when we didn't before? It's because in the non-physical realms, in our dreams, we have touched those divine spaces. And those memories we have during our dreams, they remain imprinted in our energy fields. We come back to the waking 3D state with more than we started with. You know, Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage. And yes, it is. And the world is there for the asking. So step outside your comfort zone. Lay your judgmental ego aside when your heart tells you something, but your brain tells you otherwise. Step into the true you your essence, your spirit. Let your soul guide you. Know and trust the wisdom that comes from the heart. Let your dreams work for you, guiding you along a path that you may not have considered before. Be open. Be free. Put a smile on your face and let your beauty shine forth. Dream on. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to subscribe, comment, and like. If you have any questions, ask me. Feel free to contact me. You can find my contact information on my website at CandiceSanderson.com. So until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.